This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. I'm so excited for my guest. He's going to give us so many tips that we will always feel mentally stable and never stressed out. What do you think about that? How's that? That's cool beans. No pressure on Josh. But before I bring him on, let me tell you a little bit about Josh Gansky. First, over the past seven years, Josh has been working with many adults throughout the Philadelphia area through retreats, classes, and workshops to emphasize the importance of self-care through mindfulness. Woo! We want some of that. Josh received his mindfulness training and supervision through Thomas Jefferson University Hospital's Mindfulness Institute, Myrna Bryan Center of Integrative Medicine. Josh is in his 17th year. He's going to have stories for us as a school counselor working at both the middle school and the high school levels. Hey, Josh. Hey, Sandy. How are you? I'm good. I am so excited to learn all about your tips. So is that true? Will we never be stressed again? Well, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, and you know, <laughs> I still experience stress. So, I, <laughs> I, you know, I think a lot of us wish we uh, didn't have stress. Um, yeah. I guess what I would say is, and I think this is an important part of, you know, the practice of mindfulness is that um, we all experience stress. Uh, we all experience pain. And it's really how we work with it and relate to it yeah. and uh, then really take care of ourselves you know, while we're going through it. Which we're going to get into the first question right away. We're going to get to know you first, but I like to hit him hard with the number one question that I get hit for. You ready, Josh? I'm ready. Okay. Can you please ask this man? I like that one. Can you please ask this man? Mindfulness, mindfulness. This is like goes over and over again. Mindfulness, mindfulness. I'm sick of hearing mindful, be mindful. What does it really mean? Can he just break it down without all the buzzwords? And this is coming from a 55-year-old gentleman. And we'll call him Billy Bob. I like to use because we don't <laughs> use real names. Sure. Uh, so mindfulness is about paying attention. And it's about paying attention to what's happening on the outside. And then it's also about paying attention to what's happening on the inside. And I think one of the best ways for me to describe it in simplest terms is it's about being human. Um, it's a, about allowing ourselves to really experience everything. Um, I think often we're uh, more allowing of others to make mistakes, um, to experience you know, difficult things or go through different experiences. And oftentimes when it comes to ourselves, we can tend to be a little... Um, little less patient or understanding or less judgmental. And the practice of mindfulness is really paying attention to what's happening, noticing what's here. And then this idea of allowing. And when I say that, oftentimes people think, you know, or say things like, hey, you know, why don't you just let it go? Or, uh, you know, oh, don't worry about it. And, and to be honest, uh -huh. for me, yeah, yeah, for me, that, that just doesn't work. 
And instead of this idea, it doesn't work for anyone. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And the idea is instead of just this idea of letting it go, can we let things be? Can we let things be as they are? So it's really kind of two parts. The notice, oh, I'm noticing this right now. And then the allow. So there's the simplest way I think I can describe it. All right. So that is brilliant. I love the way you said that because what this guy is saying and leads me to my next question then, why is it so current? Like in the last, I would say five years or not even five years, three years, be mindful, be mindful. Weren't we always supposed to be doing that anyhow? And what I'd say is I I think a lot of us are doing it anyway. Like I, I, I would pretty much guarantee, you know, any person has done something where their full attention is there. So I, I would say anyone has probably been mindful at some point in their life. Okay. I, I think I think one of the reasons it's kind of come to fruition so much, and I'd say in the mainstream, is I think people are being pulled in many different directions. I think that technology has made people very connected, and then I would almost I would add disconnected. Um, and always in touch with, say, work or people or things like that. And I think people are looking for ways to better care for themselves and Mm. deal with the stress in their lives. So, Josh, here's the thing. I feel a lot of people to, how can I say this nicely, ignore, not deal with their thoughts, keep busy. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there are people that are so scared to, I hear this all the time, be by themselves that they are constantly doing, doing, doing so they don't stop. Or like, do you ever hear this? They come in the house and they have to have the TV on or something on. Like they, sure. they can't be by themselves. So what I'm hearing is it's a okay to not have all great thoughts. I think that's what your people are thinking. Like I'm not supposed to have those thoughts and they run from them instead of just embracing and dealing with them right there. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I mean, I I think for most of us, when things are, we're experiencing something that's unpleasant, we'd rather be experiencing something that's pleasant. And, you know, we can talk about, you know, a busy mind yeah. Um, oftentimes, that's a really unpleasant thing. And I think, you know, most of us know that when we try to push it away or avoid it, it doesn't just go away. No, it doesn't. And, and the idea of the, the practice of mindfulness is, and I, and I find this to be a very empowering thing for myself, is when my mind is busy, just acknowledging that. Like, my mind's busy right now. And then also I might add in, you know what, I'm really frustrated about it right now. Yeah. And I think the other part is, too, um, this idea, you know, um, it, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can be really hard, right? That's huge. Or, or not okay with not being okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, right. It can be a really difficult thing. And, and I think really the, the main part of the practice is to start is just to be aware. Because yeah. when, we, um, when we're aware and when we're paying attention... Um, it allows us to make choices. Um, okay. You know, when we, for example, if I'm if I'm clenching my hand, right, and I'm not paying attention to it, I could keep clenching my hand. Right. 
if I notice I'm doing that, I can make that simple choice to unclench. Ooh, like grinding your teeth. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, and, and a lot of us are going through our day on automatic pilot. Yeah. And we're not, we're not paying attention. We're just, as you were saying earlier, doing, 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 going, yeah. going, going. And um, we're not taking those moments to stop and pause. You know, I had one of my mentors say to me, I had injured my neck a little while ago and I wasn't able to do as much. He goes, oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm like, what? He goes, what a great opportunity. You said you wanted to experience pure joy. You, you are someone that although the world would see, okay, oh, these are all positive things. Don't stop to spend time with yourself. Meaning like, okay, you're helping people, you're doing this, you're working, you know what I mean? But to take time to slow down and be with yourself. Woo, it was crazy. And I told myself, okay, this time, don't go anywhere. Like be with it and it's okay. And that's hard, Josh, for me, especially if you consider yourself someone who is, I don't know if you heard this, like if you are someone that's supposed to be a more positive, powerful people, people don't expect that of you. You know, like, wait a minute, you're having a moment, you feel down, that's not normal. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, I mean, um, I think, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, for myself, um, you know, I can sometimes have a tendency to be hard on myself yep. and critical and uh, judgmental. And um, I think it's important uh, in those moments that when I go there to recognize it and then, you know, I think a lot of us have a tendency to want to fix things and make them different than they are, especially when we're dealing with difficult things like that. Yeah. And um, sometimes what I think can be the most important thing is to ask ourselves in those moments when things are hard and, you know, that criticism, that judgment um, is occurring is to say, what do I need to take care of myself right now? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not necessarily that that stuff's going to go away. Simply by asking yourself that question, it might be, you know, what? I need to reach out to my friend or I need to go for a walk or I need to step away from, you know, the email right now, whatever it may be. Um, but, but yes, I, I do experience that. Um, you know, and that it's hard because you're right. You think I should know better. You know what I mean? A lot of people think I know that. Logically, you do, but that's totally different than emotionally. You know, totally. You can, yeah, totally different. And you're like, I know that. I should know that. And we are. We're our... We're our toughest critics. I like here that you said to highlight your strengths. Like, why don't we do that more often? You know, think about all the stuff <laughs> that we really are happy with, you know, that already exist. You know, why not, Josh? <laughs> well, I, I mean, so, our, you know, kind of, uh, you know, our primitive brain is, is hardwired to look for safety. So it's, you know especially, you know, in stressful moments, you know, the brain is looking for bad things, negative things, right? So we can protect ourselves, you know, back in like, you know, primitive man, Neanderthal time, you know, it would be fight, flight, freeze, right? Saber tooth tiger. Um, I fight it, you know, I run or I freeze when that occurs. Um, you know, we generally don't have a saber tooth tiger after us right now. Um, but our, our bodies, our minds respond and react in the same way, um, to kind of, you know, mental and emotional, you know, things that are going on, um, to protect ourselves. And we definitely have a tendency to go toward that negative. 
And I know. We're wired that way. So I tell people, lighten up. This is the way you were wired, right? <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly. And I think often, too, it's much easier to recognize other strengths and positives than it can be for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We are, we are often much you know, harder on ourselves, as we've kind of discussed already, than we are on, to others. So it, I think it's, uh, it's really important to really use our strengths, you know, to help ground us, I yep. think to help give us perspective, um, to, you know, really support us, especially in difficult times. So I'm assuming you use this a lot at your job. You're a counselor, right? Yes. Do you bring in the mindfulness into your students? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I definitely do different practices with students. And, um, you know, when I do lessons, I incorporate that as well. What I would also add to, and I believe is kind of the most important part, is, um, you know, by being, I'd say, more mindful, I'm more present. Um, I gotcha. For, you know, whether it's my colleagues or students. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe, you know, our, our presence is the most precious gift that we can give anyone. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm there, you know, whether it's a, a hello, you know, hello to a student by their name or just checking in on them. Like those are really powerful things. And the first step is you got to pay attention. You have to be aware. You know, I'm so glad you said that because I have some amazing counselors in, in my life, you know, for my son. And I feel as if when they sit there and they're on, we could walk in, they're on the computer, they're on the phone. They totally turn it off, turn around and engage themselves. But I've been at other meetings in different schools and they're still on their computer and they're still typing away, typing away. And I'm thinking, and they're going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm thinking, isn't that basic one well For me, Josh, it's just even basic decency. <laughs> like, come on, turn around like, and look at me. But they're like, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really busy. And maybe they really believe that, you know? Yeah. And, and, and they could be, right? Um, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I think we all know when uh, someone is paying attention to us. Yeah. And um, when when someone is, like, it really shows that they care about us. And the other side of that, too, is when we pay attention to ourselves, we're really showing care to ourselves. And and that's just as important. And that's why it's important to pay attention. So even just, I know it sounds so simple, with whatever, your colleagues, your kids, doesn't matter. Just looking up at them and putting the phone down or turning away from the computer and just giving someone your full attention is saying a lot. I think it's one of the most important things that we can do. Yeah. I I really believe that. Okay. So how did you get into all this? I mean, (laughs) were you a counselor first? Let's talk about your journey. Were you always, you know, more into the mindfulness training or did it come after? So I, you know, I... I started my school counseling career, and um, I my mentor from grad school. Uh, I knew she uh, had been, you know, getting into mindfulness and developing a lot of things and practicing. And uh, <laughs> the main reason that I got into it was um, I was really stressed out, gotcha. and uh, you know, kind of just managing life as a, a dad, a husband, work. Uh, I you know. I often share with people, you know, I was driving around every weekend with a pit in my stomach 
and uh, and I'm a warrior by nature too. Yeah, I overthink things. Yeah, and I realized that um, I needed to take better care of myself, and uh, I reached out to uh, my mentor, and uh, she said to me, she's like, I, I recommend you take what's called mindfulness based stress reduction, oh. and um, it's a, an eight week class, and um, I, I took it through Thomas Jefferson University. Yeah. And uh, they offer something similar at Penn as well and, you know, other places. And uh, what I can say is that uh, for me, taking that class, it, it did. It really, it changed my life. Um, Ooh. I, uh, I became, you know, more aware, um, more kind of in tune with myself. I, you know, I, I got to know myself better because I, I allowed myself to kind of lean into it. Um, I've always been really nice to other people and through mindfulness, I've, I've become more compassionate toward myself, which Mm. I think is a huge deal being nice to yourself. Um, and then the other part, as I said earlier, is like, I still have stress. I do. Of course. Um, we all do. Um, what I, what I've learned to do though, is I've, I've learned to, you know, kind of recognize it more, recognize my triggers um, kind of uh, have a different relationship with it um, and work with it in different ways. And, and then the other part, and we were kind of talking about this earlier, is like, like I'm not perfect and reminding myself that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that guess what? I am going to mess up and that I can say I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, and, and have forgiveness. And, and the other thing I, I would just share too, and, and I think this is just important in general, is, um, you know, for me, you know, mindfulness is made the hugest, the biggest difference in my life. And uh, I think it's important for me just to acknowledge that you know, mindfulness is one way and it's not the only way. And that to me, like the biggest message to people is, you know, no matter what your way is, making your care a priority in your life, um, we have to take care of ourselves. Um, it's, it's so important. You know, what is crazy? I mean, I don't know if you hear this a lot, but I hear a lot from moms. It's almost like a badge of honor if they go, oh, I don't have time for myself. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Do you know what I mean? And they feel like that's a good thing. Oh, you have time to do that? Who has time to do that? And I don't know if it's just something we've heard, you know, for years and years from our parents. And there's that guilt that comes in. You're exactly right. And um, it's, you know, I think another facet of mindfulness is this idea of and both. For example, there, there have been times where, you know, I've gone out with my wife, which is important. And it's important for my kids to be at home and, you know, us to have our own time. Yeah. Where it's needed and it's a great time. And guess what? I also feel guilt. And that's okay. It's okay, it's okay? to have both, right? Yeah, it's okay. Why? It's okay to <laughs> it's okay to feel guilty. It's it it's the most natural and normal emotion. Okay, and, so I yeah. get that it's not like you don't want to judge it. Like all emotions are human, right? We I get that, but don't you want to recognize that and try to limit that? Or I mean, what what happens when we try to stop an emotion? It gets bigger. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> so I, I think I think the idea is just. I think so. I don't know. I, I, I was like I, a yes or no. I was like well, A B C. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it does right. Like if yeah. I try to fight it or avoid it, like it comes back with a vengeance. And I, I think instead of again 
this idea of letting things go and pushing away, can we just let it be, right? I, you know what? I'm just acknowledging right now, like, I, I, feel, I feel guilt for leaving my kids. I feel guilt, right? Okay. What, 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 can, what can happen, and, and this is normal too, is, you know, we attach onto it. We grasp onto that. And then we get into that cycle of thought, right? I'm a bad parent, you know? You know, how could I do this? Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I shouldn't be out, Right. And again, it's important to acknowledge that because, I mean, listen, it's it's important to be with your significant other or friend or whoever it may be and yeah. spend time. You know, perspective-wise, the kids are going to be okay. Um, but it's also just to, a reminder, too, that, you know, thoughts are just thoughts. That's what they are. And a lot of the time, thoughts are not true. Yeah, that 100% has saved my life so many times, but saying, Hey, that's not, a, that's just a thought. That's not reality. That's just a thought. That's right. So, all right, let's, let's back up a second, Josh. Let's okay. give people just maybe one, like one little insight to here I am. I'm having a thought. It doesn't serve me well. I'll think of it that way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a doof head. I'm a goofball, whatever. What do you do right in that moment? Like you're feeling, you're having all these negative thoughts and they're spinning out of control and you, you can't, it's like, oh my God, I did, da, 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 I'm a jerk, I'm whatever. What can you do in that moment? So I, th- I think the first step is noticing what's happening and just taking a moment to pause and stop for a moment, right? Maybe even just allowing yourself to be still. And okay. And checking in. What's going on right now? Just like you would ask a friend. What's going on right now? How am I feeling? What am I noticing? And when you're kind of aware and noticing, just acknowledging. Uh, you know what? My mind is really busy. It's all, you know, it's all what we say to ourselves. My mind's really busy right now. I'm very frustrated by this, for example. Okay. And, and then I think there's a lot of different things we can do after that. And, and I think there's like a, you know, a curiosity, a playfulness you know, with any type of practice that you do. And I think you have to figure out what works best for you. So it could be in that moment, you might need to find an anchor. That could be your breath. You know what? Maybe I need to breathe in and breathe out. You You just had me breathe in and breathe out. (laughs) Right? So that could be it. Right? Or it could be, you know what? I need to go outside and use my senses and just notice what's around me. That could be going out into nature. Right. And, and mm-hmm. sight, sound, smell, you know, all the above. Um, and then, as I had said earlier, kind of that, you know, what do I need right now? That's an important question. What do I need to take care of myself right now? Yeah. Ask yourself. I got that. Right. Um, so and, and again, that's just one way. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so funny that you said that, because for me, I've for so many years and it does work have been taught to, if you have a thought that doesn't serve you well, you know, forget negative pop, but just, you know, doesn't make you happy. Just acknowledge it. Say, just a thought. It's not reality, just a thought. And then take 90 seconds to just take deep breaths in and deep breaths out. And then after that, just let it go. Don't keep having one, you know, don't have, give it legs, for example. And then after that, Think about how would you like to think about that subject? But I've never thought there is another way to do that. Like you're saying, just go. You don't have to always do the breathing. 
because I was in my head, it's like scientifically proven. You can't have those racing negative thoughts and do the deep breathing at the same time. It's impossible. I never thought for some people there's other practices. It didn't even occur to me, you know, okay, just go outside. Yeah. I mean, so, so yeah, we are, a lot of our attention is kind of in our, our head. That's where a lot of our attention goes. Yeah. The, the kind of, you know, what ifs, right? Yes. The future, the could have, should have, the past. Yeah, what ifs. I love the what ifs. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's a good time. So <laughs> the, the, the thing that's always here is our body. It's not going anywhere. It's, it's really the gateway to the present. And that includes our breath and our senses. So we can use our body, our breath, our senses as a way to bring us into the present moment. And again, it's really kind of figuring out what works best for you. All right. So I have my breathing way. You're saying even just getting up and going outside. Is there something else we can do? You said just ask yourself, what do you need in this moment? Yeah. No, that, that's, that's a great thing. I mean, you could also, you know, we can do anything mindfully. Um, you could take a mindful walk, meaning that instead of focusing on, because often when we walk, we're focused on where do we have to get to. Okay. Mindful walking is we're actually paying attention to each step that we take. Ah, Our arms okay. swaying, right? Yeah. Our breath. Yeah. And, and we don't have to walk you know, slow to, to pay attention to ourselves walking mindfully. We can walk at a normal pace. Yeah. And yeah. that can be just another helpful way to kind of in that moment, you know, ground us, bring us into kind of the present moment. Yeah. That's right here. All right, Josh, I'm going to, which is leading me into my fourth question here. I'm going to skip ahead. Okay. It says, this young man said, I'm having trouble meditating. What's his favorite meditation practice and how can I start out? And there's a dot, dot, dot. Is that part of mindfulness? I just want to make sure I asked it exactly how this Billy Bob said. <laughs> so I think he's med- 24. Med- Billy, Billy Bob is 24. So... You're asking if meditation, Two parts. Yeah, is, if meditation is, yeah. So meditation is the, the actual, you know, practice that you can do. And there's formal practice, which means, you know, I'm going to sit, lie down, stand for a period of time and, and do a meditation. Um, it could be following the breath. It could be a body scan. Um, it could be some Tai Chi. Um, there, there are many different practices. There's also informal practices, which could be pausing for a moment and checking in, like I had talked about, and then asking, what do I need right now? Um, so um, the question was, you're, he's, they're having a tough time meditating, yep. right? Yeah. And do I have to meditate to be mindful, basically? Uh, no, you don't. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, what, but what I'll say, though, is... Um, doing the practice, it's like anything, the more we practice, the more permanent that becomes. So, um, we can do many things mindfully. We could wash the dishes. We could brush our teeth, um, you know, where our full awareness is there. But what I would say is the, the practice, I really think it does it, you know, the, it strengthens, you know, our brain muscle more and more because the idea is, and, and this is, I think, another misperception with mindfulness is that my mind has got to be totally empty when I practice. 
And I will tell you right now, if you go into any mindfulness practice with that kind of that intention, you're going to have a huge battle. The idea is that. Yeah, huge. Right? Yeah. Because I will guarantee anyone that's listening to this, their mind has wandered off at some point. It happens. That's what our, that's what our brains do. It's the most yeah. normal, natural thing. Yeah. But the practice is when our mind wanders off and we notice it, right, we bring it back. And that's the practice. Okay. So, for example, you know, this, you know, Billy Bob, 24-year-old, you know, (laughs) thing I would say is maybe start with a shorter period of time. Okay. Even a minute or two. Yep. And just going, you know, going into the practice with just understanding that it's okay that my mind wanders off. And, 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 And giving ourselves permission for that to happen. Yeah, not getting frustrated. So, and, and here's the thing too, I want to be careful with that because guess what? You could get frustrated, right? And that's okay. Oh, we you're, you're, right. you're allowed you're right. to. You're allowed right. to. That's right. I'm allowed to feel right. guilt. I got right. it, John. Yeah. Exactly, right? You're allowed to have these feelings and, and emotions and thoughts. Um, but I would say start off kind of at, you know, two minutes, right? And if this person has been, say, sitting and following their breath and that's wor- not working, you know, maybe instead try some movement. Yeah. Go for a mindful walk. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, so, yeah, that, that would be my suggestion um, is maybe shorter period of time. Yeah. Giving yourself permission as much as possible to kind of let the mind wander off and bring it yeah. back. And then, you know what, maybe try some different things, like maybe some movement. So meditation. How would you describe that differently then? What is the definition of meditation? Like what, if, what are you trying to do in meditation that's different than mindfulness? So I would say, so it's, you know, kind of one and the same mindful meditation. So being mindful is paying attention, being aware of what's happening in this moment. Okay. Okay. So when we meditate, the practice is to kind of be aware of what's happening. So if, for example, we're, you know, doing a a meditation practice where you're following the breath, the practice is being aware of the breath. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. If, does that answer your question? It does. I mean, I think it's just a little, com- not for me, but I get, you know, that's not true. I get confused. I don't, you know, that's not true. I get confused because I guess I get the idea of being mindful, being aware, being present. And then the meditation for me is one type of practice to do that. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And that there's many ways to meditate. Some are guided, like you said. Mm-hmm. Some are movement oriented. Yeah. And I don't know, Josh. For me, I think the way I've looked at meditation is it's not that I have to clear my head of thought. And see, now you're making me think differently. And I don't even know why I want to say it, but I'm going to. Um, but I'm getting... The idea is to clear my head of all the, the as many negative thoughts that are in there to bring in more positive, powerful thoughts. But now you're making me rethink that, Josh. Yeah. You see what I mean? I mean? Like that's like in my practices and my mentors, like in my head, meditation is not to clear. You're right, not to empty out. You're not to have no thought, but to stop. Not stop, but to reduce the amount of negative chatter that's going on and bring more of the positive, powerful stuff. Not 
get rid of it, but bring more of that into your life. So go so, for it, Josh. So one of the facets of mindfulness is this idea of kind of, you know, lessening our attachment to outcome. Okay. Right? So, which is really hard. And especially, you know, if we're feeling like garbage, right? We're not feeling great, right? There is a wanting of feeling good, right? I'm not feeling okay. I want to feel okay. okay. What happens then, I think, is there's a space that goes in between that, right? And because we're saying I should be feeling a different way, right? Or I should be having different thoughts. Then I think what happens, we, we add on to our judgment and our criticism. And um, we, I'd say, often can become less nicer to ourselves. So the practice, again, is, is not about forcing away things or replacing okay. things. Okay. It's about just noticing what's happening right now. Well, I'm telling you, you know, I've been doing this for so long and no one, I've been to so many different meditational practices. I even went to Kripala and no <laughs> one has said it that way. They, you know, they, they do emphasize all thoughts are human and do, don't judge it. But I really thought the whole idea is to not have as many of those thoughts that don't serve you well, you know, and to get more of the powerful, positive ones that do make you feel pure joy. Isn't that crazy? Well, I, I mean, listen, I, you know, what we say to ourselves matters. So it's, yeah. it is important to, you know, give ourselves positive affirmation and, you know, uh, you know, say positive things to ourselves. And if we're saying to ourselves, I have to replace these things, then we're, we're then sometimes avoiding and not allowing ourselves to kind of work through those difficult things. And, and that's the thing, you know, we talk about this all the time in education, you know, resilience and grit, right? You hear that all the time, even yep. beyond education. Yep. And the idea is, right, to kind of, you know, build up that strength inside of us. And the thing is, we, we have to allow ourselves, right? And, it's, and, and sometimes it's not the right time to allow ourselves to do this, and other times it is. But we have to allow ourselves to kind of go through those difficult things. I feel it's what we, we, we learn the most. Um, and we grow the most and we get stronger when we have those challenging experiences. Um, you mean you're not supposed to bail your kids out every time, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> um, and <laughs> I mean, and isn't that one of the hardest things as a parent to let our kids struggle? It, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It's a, a really hard thing. Um, I, I can acknowledge that. Um, I mean, it's easier for me to let somebody else's kid go, yeah, they'll be <laughs> fine, right? I mean, I'm good at that. Oh, don't worry. They'll be fine. But when it's your own kid, come on, Josh, it's a lot more difficult. And, and there's an opportunity there too, right? When that's happening, right, that kind of you know, fear of like letting our kids struggle, what are the thoughts connected with that, right? What are the emotions? What am I noticing in my body right now? If I can pay attention to those things, it might be able to give me a little space, right, to make a healthy choice for me and my kid or whoever it may be. So let me ask you this. Are there like different guidelines you can give us? You know, like we're home a lot with our kids. You know, 
I guess the number one thing that I'm hearing is <coughs> take care of yourself. Be an example. Like you can't, you can't give to others, but you can't give to yourself. So you want to definitely, you know, be that type of leader, parent that, you know, you're, you're walking the walk and talking the talk. Number one, right? Definitely. I mean, you know, as adults modeling that for our kids and saying that this is important is a huge message to send to them. Yeah. And then the other thing is letting them know, like you said, it's a big thing, letting them know that it's okay not to feel perfect all the time. Because I I hear that all the time, that they don't want to feel that. They don't want to be there. They want to get rid of it as quickly as possible. And what do you say to that? Well, I think... I think acknowledging that it's okay to struggle and have a difficult time. And I, I think acknowledging for your child, like kind of what they're feeling and that that's okay. And again, you know, being present and listening to them and then also reminding them too, like, you know, how can you take care of yourself right now? Um, I, I feel like too, like at younger ages, um, what a great opportunity too to like have your kids, you know, go through some difficult things because we know as, as we get older and, you know, things get more difficult. Um, if, if we haven't, if our kids haven't experienced struggle and work through it, it becomes a lot harder learning that in an older age because things are bigger and more complicated. And, and I think just, you know, for our kids really just acknowledging their feelings Acknowledging what they're going through, acknowledging that you struggle, um, I, I think those are really helpful things. Yeah, you know, I, I was wondering that if there, somebody said to me, and which is question eight, we're going to skip ahead. <laughs> is there a book like, okay, at this age, you do this, you know, when they're five, at eight, because you, you, you know what I'm saying, they, they can't, certain things they can handle it, like they're 16, it's not the same conversation you're having at five, sure. and that's where it gets tricky for a lot of parents, like what age is appropriate for what, Josh? I mean, where do you go with that? For allowing kids to struggle, is that what you mean? Yeah, and, and how to guide them, like saying, oh, it's okay for you to be struggling, and what conversation do you have, and when do you teach them the meditation, and what age can they understand? You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah! You know? Sure. It's it's a lot to figure out. Yeah. Um, and there's no real guidebook, you know? It's, you're kind of going like with instincts or what your parents did. and So question eight was like, how do I know... When to say what, at what age. I thought that was pretty funny. I just had to throw it out. No, that's great. And, and, and that's from Sally Lally. We're called Sally Lally. <laughs> She's 34, <laughs> Sally Lally. Um, the, the other thing I would add to that, too, is, and, and I don't have all the answers, and I'm, I'm okay saying Damn, that, damn, right? Josh, yeah. But what I will say is it's important to be aware of, for ourselves, like our, our need to be perfect with our kids. And what happens when we mess up and to be aware of, you know, when that happens, the guilt or criticism or judgment that we have and, and really, um, I think learning to be more self-compassionate, um, to ourselves, um, I think then radiates to others as well. I, I think, uh, you know, one of my, You're right. 
One of my, my favorite uh, mindfulness teachers who I've, I've read their books and listened to their, you know, kind of practices. Um, her name's Kristen Neff. And uh, she talks about what's called mindful self-compassion. And um, it's, uh, it's really helpful stuff. Um, and one of the practices is, is really about kind of noticing what's happening, right? And allowing, as we talked about. Uh, you know, I'm noticing that, you know, I'm struggling and that's okay, right? The allowing. Yeah. And then the other part is um, our shared humanity. You know, we all struggle. We all go mm-hmm. through difficult times. And then how do I offer kindness and care to myself? Right? And I, yeah. I think, you know, and, and I think uh, a lot of what we do with our kids is how we model it, right? How we respond to them, right? How we respond to ourselves. It's funny, you know, I... You know, I was uh, having a catch with my son the other day and, you know, I was, I said it like three times. I'm like, oh, that was a terrible throw. And I'm talking about myself. Mm. Right. Like, yeah. you know, I got to be aware of that. <laughs> like, right. You know, like, uh, you know, and, 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 and to me, you're thinking little... I'm not criticizing him, so it's okay, but you're still criticizing yourself and he's seeing that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, How old's your I, son? Uh, he's 11. Gotcha. Yep. He's 11. And you, and you were just doing it, you're right, you were just doing it out of habit. You weren't even, and then all of a sudden you were mindful and you, you caught yourself. That's right, yeah. You know, and again, because I was paying attention, I could make a choice. Yeah, because you were paying attention, you could make a choice. So what's your meditation practice, Josh? What do you so, do? Yeah, so um, I try to practice each day. Um, some days I do and some days I don't. And it's kind of like anybody, you know, it's just like kind of working out. And um, generally what I like to do is um, I I normally do sitting. And uh, what I will do is just um, I don't really use guided practices. I use them sometimes. But for me, I kind of I just sit in silence. And for me, it's kind of an expanded awareness, like being aware of each thing that happens and noticing. Um, And the other thing that I, I like to do when I wrap up my practice is, um, I like, I like to give myself like a loving kindness or a compassion practice where I'm offering words of care, compassion, love to myself, to the people in my life, to the community, to the world. Um, Mm. you know, kind of planting those seeds of compassion and love. And, um, it really, it makes a huge difference inside of me. And I believe others feel it. You know, you, you, you spread that, you know, you kind of, you pass that on. I, I um, agree. So that's kind of generally what I like to do. Um, there are certain people I like to listen to and, and hear their practices too. Um, and, and what I say, I, I, I enjoy practicing alone and there's nothing like practicing with other people there. Mm. It, it's a very connective thing. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah. It's, it's not one or the other. It's an ant. Yes, exactly. And I, I, I like the way you were saying before, you know, how there's not just one way to take care of yourself, that it, it's different for everyone. And it might be what you need right now is different than tomorrow. And that you don't just have to be mindful and, and or meditate just sitting still. Like you could be out doing it on your bike or walking in the park or hiking. Totally. Yes, you know? exactly. Yes, you can, you can do anything mindfully. 
And I know one of my biggest meditation practices I had was out on my mountain bike. And people be like, oh, no, no, my friends say, no, you'd have to be, you have to sit in your house still. I'm like, well, why? And I felt so much more at peace for me out under a tree. And I would stop and just sit under a tree and have a conversation. And I thought, well, why can't that be what I do? You know, why? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really great practice. And by the way, people tease, I think trees talk to me. I don't think they talk to me. I like the energy of a tree, Josh. You know what I mean? Like I love, I don't know, the the sense of being out in nature. It just automatically calms me. I'm sure it calms a lot of people just being out in nature. I I could not agree more. I think um, there's a real connection that we have with just being outside trees mountains sun sunshine flowers yeah um if i could give another suggestion um we just, need them josh all right so here's just another practice it's uh, it's called a sense and sensory walk and the idea is that um you can go outside it can be anywhere and just walking around and using your senses and just noticing what happens you know using your sense of sight Sound, smell, touch, taste can be a little tricky, um, but but really taking you know five, ten, twenty minutes, you know whether you go into a park, you know forest, whatever, but really using your senses to be in the moment um, can be like one of the most powerful and beautiful things that you do. Ooh, I love it. Can I play Pokemon Go while I do it? <laughs> It's going to be a different experience, so I you can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I got so into Pokemon Go. I'm not a gamer, but I love being outside, so I like the idea of getting those little creatures. And my son, who's 16, is like, oh, my God, Mom, please, can you walk separately from me if you're playing Pokemon? But it makes me smile, you know, and I'm out with my dog. I mean, I do walk by myself. I walk with my dog. I walk with people. And sometimes I catch Pokemon Go. So if you now and then see me with my head down, that's what I'm doing. That's great. That's great. Anything anything to make me smile and be silly and feel like a kid again. I'm all about that, Josh. All right. So next question. We got to make sure we get them in before we wrap up. Favorite books? Any books you can recommend? Uh, Sure. Um, the, the one I had mentioned before, uh, or Kristen Neff uh, has a book called Mindful Self-Compassion. Okay. That's one of my favorites. Um, anything by Thich Nhat Hanh is, he's, a, he's an amazing um, author. Um, another uh, author I really like is um, Pema, Tro- Pema Chodron. Pema? Yes. Chodron. Okay. Chodron, yep. Yep. And uh, Tara Brock is one of my all-time favorites. Okay. Uh, now three, that one I've heard of. <laughs> yep. She's, um, she has three books now. Um, her first one's called Radical Acceptance. Ooh. It's, it's very uh, powerful stuff. Um, I've gone on retreat with her, and she's, uh, she's an amazing human being. Have you really? Ooh, that must have been fun. It was amazing. Yeah, it was great. So do you go on a lot of retreats, or like, do you do a lot of retreats? So um, I'd say lately I've probably um, done my own retreats more than I've gone and oh, cool. um, and experienced them on my own. Um, I 
I just took, actually, it was great. I took a six-week class, um, which was called Mindfully Cultivating Your Strengths through Thomas Jefferson, which was amazing. Ooh, Um, that sounds great. uh, But, yeah, I mean, going away on retreat is an incredible experience. It it really just, it, it... it, it forces you to kind of get to know yourself better and uh, spend time with yourself, which is not always an easy thing. Um, but I've, I've always come out of retreats and, you know, just um, learning a lot and um, kind of just, um, I'd say, being more open and creative to um, kind of coming back into the yeah. quote unquote real world. How's that? So you, what was the last retreat that you held? What was it like? Was it a, a day, a weekend, a week? What was it like? Uh, the last one was a full day uh, retreat. And um, it was uh, on Bryn Mawr College's campus, which is beautiful. So it's uh, they have a great space inside. And then you can go outside, uh, which is awesome, especially in the spring. Um, and, you know, the focus uh, was on self-care it's um, a lot of, uh, you know, we, do, we do a lot of practices and uh, we do a lot of reflection and uh, we do a lot of uh, talking and listening. And uh, one of the main kind of tenets of the retreats is that um, one of the rules is, you know, no advising, no suggesting and no fixing, um, which, which, which can be really tough. It can be a real challenge for those. No, wait, no like advising. Say that again. No, no advising. advising, no suge- suggesting, no fixing, and no, and no setting people straight. And, and I took that from Parker Palmer. Um, it's, uh, it, it's really, it, it makes a huge difference. I mean, there's something to be said when someone just listens to you without saying anything. Anything. We often think we have to do a lot and, I'm telling you, it's it's really amazing, you know, when you kind of talk to people afterward and and kind of that worry of not saying something that person's not going to hear, you know, feel like I'm I'm there or listening, and and most people are like, I feel like I was really heard. I would love that. I don't think I've. I mean, I've gone to retreats. I've never been to anything like that. And I'm not saying they're being bossy, saucy, but they at least give you advice or yeah. feedback. So all you're doing is listening. Yeah, so you know we'll we'll do a, a practice and there'll be a reflection and then say I'll I'll say uh, all right you know we'll pair up in twos, and I say the rule okay. is um, one person speaks the other one just listens, okay. and then we switch and then we all come right. back to the big group and we talk about you know what happened. Ooh, we should try that with our spouses. <laughs> That would be so much fun just to sit there and go, okay, you can't give me advice. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can do that, Josh. I could try. So let me ask you this. When you say they just talk, is there a subject or what are they talking about? So uh, it could be, um, you know, a compassion practice. And the reflection could be um, how, you know, how are you a good friend to others? And then how are you a good friend to yourself? Okay, so there's a topic. You give them a topic. That's right, yes. Okay. Yep, yep. That sounds like fun. That is so cool. All right, Josh, I have one last question for you. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. If I am anxious most of the day, what podcast, (laughs) this is a crazy question I ask you, would you recommend I listen to? Uh, this so, is a 32-year-old female. So um, I don't know if it's a podcast you would recommend, but... 
Uh, should I say yours? Would that be good? <laughs> no. No, I mean anything. Like, you know, is there something that you could... I'm taking that she wants to just have something to, you know, help her. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is besides all the information you already did with self-care, is there a specific podcast if you feel anxious? Is there a good ones you could listen to? I, I would recommend Tara Brock. Okay. Um, she has a, a practice called uh, RAIN, and... Um, it, I think that would be really helpful. It's called Rain? Ooh. Yes. See, I knew you'd have the answer. It wasn't such a crazy question. And then you're going to ask me, like, what does Rain stand for? And I can kind of give the gist. I might not be able to get every ac- acronym correct, but uh, it's it's about really you know noticing, acknowledging, um, kind of just uh, allowing yourself to be as you are. Um, Actually, I just thought you meant rain because rain yeah. is very relaxing. Totally, when I look at totally. rain, some people say, oh, it's, I hate rain. Now, I don't like the torrential. <laughs> but when it's raining, oh, it's so soothing. You know? I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, but, and then there's like a rain, of, a, a rain of compassion, too, which would probably be great as well. Um, if, you, if you type in Tara Brock, yep. you can access uh, those cool. podcasts. Cool. Good answer. All right, Josh, we got to wrap up. But before we go, is there anything you want to get in that I didn't get out there? Um, can I? Is it okay if I share a quote? You can share whatever you want and how to reach you. You can do whatever you want. Oh, it's your time, dude. Terrific. Um, so uh, the poet Mark Nepo says, The exquisite risk facing each of us every day is to slow down and be still in our own house so that we may experience life rather than simply manage it. And the thing is, listen, there are things that we all have to do and get done. And we also can make choices to, you know, live our lives in healthy ways. And to me, you know, and and this is another quote that I appreciate is that, you know, um, we can choose how we live our lives and how how we respond to our lives. And freedom is not in what is happening. It is how we choose to respond to what is happening. Mm. So we, we, you know, mm. we have a lot of power. We have a lot of strength inside of us to, to be aware and to pay attention and to make choices that are, that are good for us, that are healthy mm. for us, um, and are caring for us and others. So. I love that. Thank you, Josh. And how can they reach you? So um, they can. So we have a website. My uh, my business partner and I. It's uh, centerforselfcare.com. Cool. That's a really great place. Um, and then um, people can email me directly. Uh, you know, Josh at centerforselfcare.com. Cool. And, you got uh, it. Yeah. So those are those are good ways to connect. Guys, you can reach out to Josh directly or like some of you do, you can send any questions you have. If we didn't get to something and you want me to send it off to Josh or make sure I bring him back on, you can just send it to podcast at sandyjoyweston.com. I would love to hear from you. Josh, I love this. Every You know, peeps, every time, you know, you think, oh, okay, I've been to all those workshops. I've heard that. I always come away with at least one thing that uh, it's 
mind-blowing for me. You know, you learn so many new things. I don't care how many times you heard about mindfulness, meditation, self-care. You gave me a whole new perspective, Josh, and I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for that. I It, it was a joy to have a different perspective, you know? Well, thanks so much for having me. I, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, your, uh, your warmth and uh, care shines through, and it uh, makes it very comfortable uh, to talk to you and, uh, you know, are you drinking your tea my- or coffee? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just to be myself. So I, I really yeah. appreciate that. Thank well, you. you definitely were yourself. All right, gang for my, let's keep it real people. I know you had fun. I know you have a lot of tidbits you can apply to your life and to share with others. And until next time, toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.